green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, July 25th. Galatians, the final page. Today's scripture readings, Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, from the New Living Translation, which reads, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. This is God's Word. So there's your first read-through, the sixth and final page of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Take it in now again in its entirety by giving a listen to Mike's amplified version and see what you see. 
My kith and kin, if ever someone who is all too human finds themselves suddenly derailed morally as they tumble end over end into one big train wreck they never saw coming, you, those flourishing with the spiritual life we just described, help them pick up all the pieces and sort out all the mess as you bring alongside your own broken and humbled spirit to help them mend and heal. Just keep a close eye on yourself that you don't somehow get tripped up in the mess of it all. Help each other bear the weight of such traumatic moments in life, because this is the whole point of the only law you need to be concerned with, the law of Christ. Don't cop an attitude by sidelining yourself as a head-shaking spectator, imagining yourself to be better than you are. Who are you kidding? Carefully weigh how you yourself are navigating life and its challenges so you maintain a balanced perspective on yourself without the distortions that arise from comparing yourself with those who aren't faring as well at the moment. And this load of personal discernment is one that each of us must carry for ourselves. When someone has helped you pick up all the pieces and sort out all the messes they have painstakingly worked out the practical implications of the word we've all received in Jesus, see that you show your gratitude by passing those benefits right back to them. In this whole business of helping each other through the rough spots of life, don't kid yourselves into thinking you can pull a fast one on God by talking more than you're walking. God won't be toyed with. What a human sows is what a human reaps. So into the self-centered paths of your lesser nature with its desires and inclinations and watch as you reap from that lesser nature ever-diminishing returns. So into the higher path rooted in the empowering breath of God and talk about the dividends. Life, life, and more life. So as you put your back into enhancing the beauty of this world, don't let short-term roadblocks and ugly opposition wear you down. Keep going. And it's time you'll see it all come to fruition if you don't let your resolve unravel. So when that window of opportunity is wide open before us, go for it. Work it. Work with might and main to do what benefits everyone, especially what benefits the wide family of believers, our kith and kin. Now, having commandeered the pen from the scribe, this is me writing the final lines of this letter like one long signature. See what distinctively large letters I'm using as I write these lines? It's almost like I don't want you to miss the point of what I'm saying. Those wrapped up in putting in a good appearance, even if it is only skin deep, they're the ones forcing the issue of foreskin removal on you, but only to save their own skin at the expense of yours, rather than be harassed for clinging to the cross and its extreme claims. Yet, when it comes right down to it, those going to such lengths as they peddle circumcision are somehow always coming up short when it comes to real compliance with all the Jewish law enjoins, as they merely dapple in it. Yet, they want to slice away at you, collecting your severed foreskins like trophies so they can brag about their numbers. But may I never 
ever brag about anything other than the humiliating cross of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, through which everything the world offers as a source of meaning and fulfillment is crucified, dead and buried to me, and me to it. Again, I stress that the presence or absence of a foreskin is meaningless now. All that matters now is the creative work of God through which all things are made new. This is our canonizing standard. This is how we measure everything. God's deepening shalom and far-reaching mercy on everyone who embraces and falls in line with it. And I'm looking at you, Israel of God, not you charlatan wannabes. So this is it, my final word. Back off, all you agitators. No more grief from you. You who are so obsessed with the mark of circumcision, look at these stigmatizing marks of Jesus I bear all over my body. Every wound, every scar, the signature of Jesus in my flesh. May each silence your shallow pretensions. And for the rest of you, my kith and kin, may the empowering divine favor of our Lord Jesus the Messiah go deep to the very core of your being. So say we all. And this also is God's word. Now, pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you hear and see in this text? What key words and themes are emerging? What questions are being stirred in you? What question would you ask Paul if you could? What initial takeaway is forming in your mind? How might God be nudging you through your initial encounter with this text? Lord, soften me, gentle me, focus me, ground me. To receive, to feel, to see, to wrestle with whatever comes as a gift through this text. And the grace to praise you in and through it through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.